Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, 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 welcome on in. Let everyone come on in and get a little nice and comfy. Welcome to a little Friday afternoon edition. What is going on here? Has the world turned upside down? Nope. We're just getting it done. That's all we're doing here, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys are having a great Friday afternoon so far. Friday afternoons can only go so far after all. And uh, we're uh, happy to be here with you, uh, coming to you live with a brand new edition of What? Lone Star News coming to you on a weekday afternoon today. Nothing to be too concerned about, nothing to be too worried about. Just catching up on some of that extra Texas news that I've been meaning to share with you guys. Kind of... Uh, Kind of a popping in and getting things done as they come and as they go. Just, you know, got a lot of stuff going on after all. I think uh, it's just starting to catch up to me that, uh, you know, I will be uh, off exploring and doing things in another city, in another place, at another time. Coming up pretty quick. So, you know, it's coming up pretty quick. Got a lot of uh, odds and ends I need to uh, kind of put together and also uh, figure out um, because, yeah, next week we have the uh, Forgotten Country Patriot Voice event. The Patriot Double Down. It's going to be exciting. I might have to take a day off before I head out over there next week. So, um, definitely speaking, putting in, putting in a little bit of overtime here and there. But we'll only be here for about an hour this afternoon. Don't you guys worry. This is not going to be a nine-hour episode after all. This is Lone Star News. It's not even the C-Report. C-Report's not coming until later tonight. That's right, 7.30 p.m. We will have the C-Report where we will talk about all things America first, ladies and gentlemen. But as of this moment, we'll be talking about all things Texas first. Oh, that's right, because Lone Star News is about cleaning up that backyard. And uh, kind of just um, sharing a little bit of the information, sharing a little bit of the stories, making sure that our home states are not neglected. Uh, but most definitely, we will be uh, doing it here for about an hour today. Tell you what we got. We got some stories around the Lone Star State to share. Uh, and we got, uh, we got live right now over at twitch.tv. We're live at YouTube in the afternoon. Apparently, it seems we're going to try and behave ourselves and not use too many of those trigger words that the algorithm bots over at ScrewTube tend to get triggered on. 
but most definitely we are live over at the foxhole.app and at pill.net. Good afternoon, friends. Howdy, howdy. The speak uneasy. Good afternoon, brother. Smee17 also coming to us live here over at pill.net and the foxhole.app. Now, both of these fine gentlemen here also are content creators on said platforms. So if you've never heard about them, maybe you should head over to pill.net or the foxhole.app and check them out. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Gotcha, buddies. Gotcha, buddies. Thanks for hanging out. So like I said, we'll be here for about 15, 15 minutes. We'll be here for about an hour today. Got a few Texas stories to share with you guys, amongst other things. Good evening. Good afternoon, Veronique. TGIF, my deplorables. Good to see y'all. Good to see you too, Miss Veronique. And uh, thank God it's Friday where we go one, we go all. <laughs> and we're all headed out the door right now because it is Friday afternoon. We got some more stuff kicking for you guys as well. But uh, let's jump into this Texas news real quick before the hour turns long. And um, well, okay, so what are we going to start with? What are we going to start with? What are we going to start with? Let me see. What are we going to start with? I'll probably I'll wait a little bit more to, uh, to to jump into one of these other stories that I have for you guys. But uh, most definitely, here's an article I thought worth sharing just to kick us off. Okay, just to kick us off, because after all, this is important. And uh, it's actually a proposition that's coming up on uh, the Texas, um, the Texas uh, ballot this November. Now, we're not having, you know, obviously, we're not voting on the governor or anything like that this outstanding this November. But it appears that we are going to have a series of uh, state constitutional amendments appearing on this year's November 2nd ballot. Don't forget it, guys. Texas is voting in November. What are we voting for? Well, here's one of the amendments that they want to add to our Texas Constitution. It's otherwise known as Proposition 6. Okay, Proposition 6 here in the state of Texas. What's it all about? I thought this one was worth mentioning if we're going to mention this first. Let me go and expand that article to you all. I think uh, when we're talking about uh, the way things went down since uh, March of 2020 all the way up until this point, can everyone think of uh, an event that took place starting in March of 2020 that's still going on to this very day? I'll try and read this carefully just so that I don't trigger any of the screw tube algorithms Nursing Homes Essential Caregiver Protection on the November Ballot as a Constitutional Amendment. The article says, and I apologize, you guys probably still can't read that even though I've blown it up. Uh, don't worry, I got you folks. We'll do it like that since uh, I'll be sharing this with you. On November 2nd, Texans will vote on a Constitutional Amendment that would cement the right to have at least one family member designated as an essential caregiver who cannot, under violation of the Constitution of Texas, be prohibited from visitation. I think this one, Proposition 6, it is being referred to as, is a very important amendment. And uh, I, can, I can honestly see the reason why this one's being offered as something that is to be protected beyond emergency powers of the federal government, 
beyond emergency powers of your governor or your mayor or your city council or your board of commissions, that regardless of the situation that is uh, befallen humanity, right? Because that's what's been going on since March, that uh, our loved ones will not be denied access and they will not be denied the company of someone to be there by their side the entire time. Like, if you think about the abuse that these people, our loved ones, went through during the March 2020, you know, worldwide human, uh, you know, event that's still going on to this day, that's extremely important. At least it is to me. Uh, I think you guys know, I mean, um, barring reading the rest of this provision, like if it doesn't say <laughs> something ridiculous like... Uh, uh, senior members of these, uh, these uh, types of situations uh, uh, have a right to one person, uh, essential, essential visitor, right? But they surrender all of their other sovereign rights, right? No, 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 Texas, we ain't going to play that game. <laughs> if it says something like that, obviously, I'm not going to go for this proposition, but... But this is what the rest of the proposition does provide, at least uh, as explained in, in this article. And this article doesn't say anything like they give up their rights to, uh, I don't know, uh, <laughs> bear arms if they have a, an essential caregiver. But it does say uh, for over 200 days in 2020, the elderly and infirm were isolated from loved ones as nursing homes and other long term care facilities in Texas were closed to all visitation. The Texas Department of Health and Human Services said the restrictions were to protect older, medically fragile individuals from a genuinely manufactured disease. Next month, Texas voters will have a chance to vote on eight constitutional amendments. We're not going to look at them all today. Maybe we'll do that on our next episode of Whew, Lone Star News. Let me tell you, it's going to be quick and it's going to be soon because um, voting day is coming up. Like in what? Two shakes of lamb's tail. Among them is Proposition 6, an amendment establishing a right for residents of certain facilities to designate an essential caregiver for in-person visitation. Texas Caregivers for Compromise, a group that has worked over the course of the uh, genuinely manufactured disease plague and planned pandemic. They have worked to establish caregivers' rights to visit their loved ones in long-term care facilities, and they want to ensure that it never happens again by supporting the passage of Proposition 6. Now we have another piece of the article down here that is also rather uh, essential, we should say, no pun intended. Uh, there is still a misunderstanding in the state of Texas that it is 100% open, but it's not. And that comes from an individual by the name of Nichols, Mary Nichols, um, who leads that group that we just talked about, Essential Caregivers. Uh, and Mary Nichols says, the perception in Texas is that we're 100% open, but in fact, we're not, is what Nichols says. And she points out to the fact that there are still visitation restrictions in many nursing homes and other long-term care facilities. Now, the Texas legislature passed Senate Bill Number 25, which was authored by Lois Colkhurst of Brenham, Texas. Um, and uh, that provides for essential caregiver visitation, even when other visitation is prohibited. But what Mary Nichols is saying, and uh, Mary Nichols is the lady pictured here, 
in this article. There she is. That's Mary Nichols. God bless Mary Nichols. What Mary Nichols is afraid of is that um, she's concerned that the same disaster powers that have given officials leeway to suspend laws throughout the entire planned, uh, you know, um, a, a disease spread of 2020-2021, she's afraid that those officials would use that same suspension of law power to suspend visitation guarantees of SB 25. So that's why she says this should be a constitutional amendment. Do you guys not agree with that? I agree with that. As long as it doesn't strip away any other rights that they're trying to uh, give these people through a caregiver, then I say, I'm all for it. Make it a constitutional amendment, make it to where, uh, you know, um, city leaders and commissioners who are drunk on power who want to flex their rights to be important in this world are not trying to strip us of our sovereignties. I, I am all for it, ladies and gentlemen. I am all for it. And uh, you know what? I say, uh, let's just get rid of it altogether. Let's go the way of Norway, Texas. Let's just get rid of all of this uh, fear porn and fake chicanery, fakery and chicanery. Let's get rid of it. Let's be done with it. Let us be done with it, ladies and gentlemen. It's done with. It's over. Sick of it, right? We're sick of it. Okay. All right. So uh, what do we got here on the screen now? We got Wheels. Wheels himself. Okay. Okay. I won't disrespect the sitting governor <laughs> of the state of Texas that bad just yet, but uh, Wheels is on the screen. What you got, Wheels? Well, uh, let's see here. Wheels, 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 wheels. Governor Abbott, Governor Abbott, Governor Abbott, Governor Abbott. He uh, has had a group of his best friends visit um, most recently. Well, you know what they say, you know a person by their group of friends, right? <laughs> well, we had Governor Abbott uh, uh, kicking it back with uh, a bunch of other governors in the state of Texas, not too recently. Okay, it might it might have been a few days ago, but the point of the matter is it happened. These guys came together. You see why I'm running news on Texas so early in the week? I am so behind, but this was a good story here. Uh, Governor Abbott was joined with uh, nine other Republican governors. The Governor's Good Old Boys Club came to Texas, ladies and gentlemen, I know what I'm telling you, uh, to visit the Rio Grande border with Mexico. And uh, basically what they were doing is they were uh, coming together to brief alongside the National Border Patrol Council and uh, to, to try and formulate a plan for what they're going to do with the border. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, it needs not be, um, you know, uh, described in detail, but it is worth mentioning exactly uh, how bad the border is. We uh, This month in October, guys, we're about halfway there just about. Now, they were... They were uh, projecting that we would have, what, 400,000? Is that number too um, alarmist? Is that too extremist? Was it 400,000? I don't think it was 40,000, guys. I'm pretty sure we were in the hundreds of thousands. We were in the six-figure digit for uh, the amount of illegal aliens, illegal immigrants, illegal people, illegal humans. Ooh, did Mr. C cross that line this early in the afternoon? It appears he did. But 400,000 invading souls coming into 
the United States of America by way of the state of Texas. Okay, maybe it wasn't all 400,000 through the state of Texas, but our border's pretty big here in Texas. I mean, I guess if we're going to boast about anything being bigger in Texas, it might as well be our border, right? (laughs) So anyways, this is ground zero for the invasion of the United States of America. I'm sure you guys recognize that when we have such piddly paddly little crossings I mean, the Rio Grande ain't too deep and it ain't too wide in certain parts of the state of Texas. Let me tell you what, I have been there. I have trekked the Rio Grande, whether it was through a white rapid sprawl where we go and we go all, or it was uh, through like a little, you know, uh, a leap of faith across the stream. (laughs) That is the Rio Grande on certain portions of our border for breakfast or for lunch. We did it. We did it, guys. We had breakfast on one side and lunch on the other. Um, It it is definitely ground zero. So uh, Abbott hosts governors. Who do we have here with him, ladies and gentlemen? Like I said, we know you by your friend's hair, Rhino Governor. Uh, Let's see who he had. Who came down? Who came down to the border? Who's looking for a soul to steal? We had uh, this Ducci, (laughs) you know him, that is Governor Ducci of Arizona, right? I mean, he does share a border with Texas. It does make sense that he would be down here with Abbott lollygagging with his rhino friends, right, Ducci? I don't know, Abbott. If you can't trust a Ducci on uh, on his election integrity measures, can you really trust a Ducci on his border measures? Can you, Abbott? Or is that why you're running us up with the fake forensic audit, Governor Abbott? As much like Ducci, you don't tend to sympathize with the will of the people. Oh, yeah, we got that too. We'll talk about that also. Ducci was here. Oh, who's this fool? <laughs> Mr. Abbott. This guy has a border with what? The Atlantic Ocean? <laughs> why do I care if Brian Kemp comes down to, to uh, Texas, I'll say comes down to Georgia, uh, looking for a soul to steal, this one is. Why would I care, ladies and gentlemen, why would I care what Brian Kemp has to say about our border when this man cannot even square up with election integrity or the will of his people? Mm? Two rhinos, you're two and oh, Mr. Abbott, for those who will save Texas and save America. You're right, just fed up. Ducci is toast. And so is Kemp. Kemp is toast as well. Just fed up. Good to see you in the chat, my friend. Victoria, good to see you as well. Yeah, we're we're going over Abbott's uh, laundry list of... This is the most important people in Abbott's Rolodex, I might might add. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, let's see who else we got here. Who's this fool? He's got the worst guys. I'm telling you, he's got the worst people. Uh, this is Governor Nichols. Okay, no, 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 I take it back. Not Nichols. This is Governor Little. Governor Little, ladies and gentlemen. Gun- Governor Little of Idaho. Do you guys remember the story that I told you about uh, Idaho and Governor Little's being down in Texas? Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember his deputy uh, governor was like, uh, okay, uh, Little's out of town for two days. It's time to pass some laws. And uh, his deputy governor is the one that's like trying to pass laws to uh, ban um, um, genuinely manufactured disease inoculations. 
uh, amongst employees. She's trying to ban the mandates. His deputy governor is <laughs> while he's visiting Texas for two days. He's down here for two days. And in two days, she like turns over the entire state house. She writes all these executive orders. <laughs> But Governor Little is going to come down here to Texas and try and fix the border with Kemp and Ducci. Abbott, Abbott, we're paying attention to you, my friend. Are you my friend? I don't know, but we're paying attention either way. Uh, here's one that could be worth, you know, uh, um, saving. This is Governor Reynolds. You remember her, right? She looks like a hawk, ladies and gentlemen. She looks like a hawk. Arr! But uh, she's uh, she was up there with, uh, you know, the rest of the marionette Marilyn Meeks crew <laughs> at the Iowa rally this past Saturday. Governor Reynolds, I mean, uh, President Trump gave her a pretty good word. But uh, again, guys, trust but verify, trust but verify. After all, she's there with she's like the only woman hanging out with uh, Ducci and Kemp and uh, Little and Abbott. Is she? Is she? She might be. This is another one here. He was also here. He was one of the 10 governors that came down to save the border. This is uh, Montana's Greg Gianfort. Or if you're French, Gianforte. <laughs> yep, he was here also. Don't got much to say about him. I know uh, Montana had some questions about uh, election audit integrity, election integrity period. But uh, that was kind of being swept away. This one, interesting. This is uh, Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts. And all I got to say about Pete Ricketts is look at them. Look at them. Look at them. Child chompers. <laughs> A man looks like he's got cannibal teeth. Look at those teeth. Look at those child chompers. Yeah, Pete Ricketts. I don't I don't got much to say about Ricketts other than that. Uh, those child chompers. Man, boy. No, he's not a man boy, obviously, but man, boy, put some commas in that statement, right, Mr. C? Pete Ricketts. Here's another one of the greats. Yeah, DeWine. Oh, DeWine coming down to save the border. I don't know, guys. I'm not a big fan of DeWine, and I don't even live in Ohio, okay? <laughs> not a big fan of DeWine, and I don't even look at those lips. <laughs> I don't even live in Ohio. Not a fan. Nope, not a fan. <laughs> here's uh, here's another one. This is um, who is this? Kevin Kevin Stitt. This is Kevin Stitt of Oklahoma. I've heard good things about Oklahoma. I'm not gonna rag on this guy. I'm not gonna rag on him or his pronounced brow. But there you go. Oh, he's got a lot of. Never mind. Okay, we don't we don't want to we don't want to go to those levels here at the C Report and at Lone Star News, right? Oh man, <laughs> jeez! Right when we were trying to get right with God, guys. Okay, we have a uh, Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon. Now we know that. Uh, oh, that was South Dakota. That was. Uh, you see, you see, she did something useful, right? Governor uh, Nomi of uh, South Dakota, right? She sent her people, she sent them down to the border. She was like, uh, no, she was like, South Dakota National Guard, boom, get down there. She's like, uh, South Dakota sheriffs, get down to that border, protect it. These guys had to have a meeting. I told you Governor Reynolds was the only woman present. I'm like, why didn't she bring Marionette Miller Meeks with her? She should have brought Marionette. 
for protection. I can tell Marionette Miller Meeks has a low center of gravity. She's a wall. <laughs> they need that wall. Plant that wall, Marionette Miller Meeks. Plant that wall. <laughs> Anyways, okay, enough about that. Enough about the kidding, guys. Let's talk about what these governors talked about. The governors were briefed by uh, the Texas Department of Public Safety Director, Colonel Steve. Here, let me get this guy's face off the screen. There we go. That's better. Here we go. There's the governors. <coughs> Man, they look like it's hot. Look at Kemp. Kemp still manages to make the same face. Look at, look at Kemp. He's still like, <laughs> too bright out here for my Georgia, Georgia peach skin. And, and Reynolds looks miserable as well. Look at her. She's like, how much longer is this? She's just shy of checking her watch there. Props to the one in the uh, cowboy hat, DeWine. <laughs> I don't know what I got to say about DeWine. Look at him right there. DeWine. There's Governor DeWine. Sorry, we just had to do that quick close up. I got to do this one more time too, guys. This one's, the, you know, I, you know, as many times as I uh, bring up the different photos of these people, I got to tell you, I have not, I've only come across this one a couple of times and it's always, it's always classic. <laughs> it's always a classic. Look at Kemp. He's like, it hurts to smile because I know people found out about my election fraud. Kemp. Come on, Kemp. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Back to the governors. I'm having too much fun for a Tuesday afternoon. I need to stop it, right? I still got the C report to get through. This is just Lone Star News. We're doing a special Lone Star News this Friday afternoon, guys, in case you didn't notice. You, you, you ain't going to find about nothing but Texas in this hour, ladies and gentlemen, between two and three today. Nothing but Texas. Eat your heart out. Okay. <laughs> so the governors went down to Texas border. They were looking for some souls to steal. <laughs> they were in a bind. Yep. They're running out of time. They needed to make a deal. So they came down to see Abbott. They talked to the uh, Texas Department of Public Safety Director, Colonel Steve McGraw. They also talked with the Texas National Guard General Monet, Monet R. Ulis. I should have pulled up a picture of that one, right? And also the National Border Patrol Council president by the name of Judd, Brandon Judd. Now, of the nearly 1.5 million migrants that have been apprehended in the first 11 months of the fiscal year 2021, ladies and gentlemen, do you understand how dramatic that is? Okay, the first 11 months. Okay, granted, there's only two more months left in the fiscal year of 2021. In fact, I think that actually ended... Yeah, fiscal calendars run per oct uh, October, November schedules, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 1.5 million migrants, ladies and gentlemen. Does that number ring a bell, ring in your, ring anything? 1.5 million has a ring to it. Million migrants came in the first 11 months of the fiscal calendar with but two more months. What are we going to get? Do you think we're going to get 2 million Illegal, illegal, illegal immigrants, 2 million illegal aliens, 2 million illegal voter blocks coming into the United States of America. Okay, <laughs> like of the nearly 1.5 
million. That's right. I was I was absolutely correct. The fiscal calendar began on October 1, 2020. Okay. <laughs> the Rio Grande Valley sector alone apprehended nearly uh, one quarter of 1.5 million. One quarter of 1.5 million is 500,000 guys. They, they apprehended 494,000 illegal immigrants through <laughs> the Rio Grande Valley sector alone. Rio Grande Valley sector, I imagine, runs from the Rio Grande tip over down there in uh, what? The Rio Grande Valley? <laughs> Let me tell you what, Rio Grande uh, Valley boys are nothing but trouble, but that has nothing to do with this except for these boys right here. Abbott and uh, company, and also Governor Reynolds. Um, uh, Rio Grande Valley sector, goodness, guys. I'm, I'm thinking of the valley, but uh, still, 500,000 illegal immigrants, illegal aliens, illegal humans, illegal people. Terrible, guys. It's terrible. It's an invasion. It's an invasion of Texas. Now, uh, let's see what else we got here. They came up with a plan. Keep in mind, this is um, this is a contingent. This is a uh, this is a committee of uh, the uh, what are they calling themselves? The Republican Governors Association. This is their ten-member contingent of the Republican Governors Association. Uh, the chairman of that association, in case you were worried about the state of Republican governors in the United States of America, if you had any bit of concern that the Republican Governors Association, a nonprofit, right, of Republican governors, if you, were, if you were concerned in the slightest that it's made up and ran by communists, well, the chairman of the Arizona governors, I mean, sorry, of the Republican Governors Association is none other than Arizona governor, Doug Ducci. <laughs> ha! You think it might be run by communists? You think that commies might be embedded in these Republican governors and their association? Maybe, maybe, maybe if Ducci is the uh, freaking uh, chairman. You think, guys, how many of those governors do you think Pompeo called out for being communists were actual communist sympathizers? How many of them do you think, right? How many of them do you think? Oh, I was not supposed to use this story to lambast and strike out against <laughs> the rhino communists here in America, but it appears that's what I'm doing. So um, these guys came up with a plan. They, they, they formulated a statement that said the governors led by Governor Doug Ducci and Greg Abbott sent a letter to Biden on September 20th, we might remember this, requesting a meeting within 15 days to discuss the crisis on the border, including nearly 500% surge in border apprehensions and the seizure of more fentanyl, or yeah, fentanyl, fentanyl, well, I don't know why that sounds so weird to me just now, this year that the uh, at least three years combined, more fentanyl, no, that's why I said fentanyl, fentanyl, <laughs> More fentanyl and more uh, legal aliens than the last three years combined. This is certainly not a uh, invasion of any means, I'm sure, right? 
Uh, we've had some response from Circleback Saki on this regard, but uh, nothing else other than that coming from the White House. Now, Doug Ducci, the rhino communist, said, for the past eight months of Joe Biden's presidency, we've witnessed an uncontrolled southern border due to this administration's policies. Republicans, governors have an answered the call in the absence of leadership and lack of resources from the federal government, but urgent federal action is needed as the impact of the surges in unaccompanied children, deadly drugs, and criminals is being felt in states throughout the country. Here's a 10-point plan. They, all, they want to continue Title 42 public health restrictions. It has to do with... Uh, you know, shipping back people who are uh, here by themselves, happen to be men of military age and uh, don't have a child or a family to speak of with them. Yeah, that, that's uh, one of the ways that they figure to stay is uh, to pick up one of those unaccompanied children and uh, pretend that they're theirs, amongst other things. They want to also fully reinstate the migrant protection protocols uh, which would uh, probably help them uh, keep them in Mexico. They want to finish securing the border. They want to end catch and release. It's a shame that we have to do that for what, a second or third time in this country? We had ended catch and release under Trump and uh, it's back now. They want to clear the judicial backlog. Now, uh, yeah, that, that, that happens when you hire judges. Don't forget that uh, ju uh, President Trump did a point some 300 plus odd judges. You wonder why uh, justice is moving slow on the border? It's because they needed more judges. So I'm sure uh, maybe they can fill in some more spots if that's necessary. Maybe they can, uh, you know, um, give them some pay increases, maybe a cut down on federal uh, mandates that tell you you can't work if you haven't received a genuinely manufactured inoculation. I could probably also help clear up some of that judicial backlog since that is uh, under state and federal purview. <coughs> they want to resume deporting criminals, all criminals. I see nothing wrong with that. They want to dedicate federal resources to eradicate human trafficking and drug trafficking. Yeah, that, that initiative has not stopped and uh, I'll be happy to see more implementation in that field. Re-enter all agreements with the Northern Triangle Partners and Mexico. They want to send a clear message to potential illegal immigrants that they need to not come. Stay home with your family. You're just going to get sent back. Why waste the time and effort? And they finally want to deploy more federal enforcement officers. I see nothing wrong with that. The only thing I see wrong with this picture ladies and gentlemen, is that more than half of them are rhinos, okay? That's the only thing I see wrong with this picture. And I hope they're not just grandstanding for uh, re-election, because that's kind of the vibe I'm getting here, guys, <laughs> of these individuals. Yes. And uh, I, think, I think the time is ripe. We could probably talk about this now. As I see uh, peeps coming on in. Now, if you're in the state of Texas, ladies and gentlemen, and you're dealing with rhinos like this, or you're dealing in any state that has rhinos, let me tell you, the reason why Texas takes the uh, cake at the moment, and it has nothing to do with the fact that uh, this is Lone Star News, and this is about the state of Texas, 
it's this it's this uh this audit this forensic audit that they're supposedly having for you know Texas it's disgusting when we have uh we have individuals like uh Doug Ducci and Brian Kemp looking after the border for us here with Governor Abbott who's going to run a supposed audit right no, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we're not having that, okay? We're not about to have this entire farce, falsity of a fraud of an audit that's supposedly forensic happening here in Texas. No, we cannot, cannot have that, guys. No, 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 no. So, uh, okay, so we're cracking heads together over at the foxhole.app community, the pill.net community, trying to come up with some plans. So uh, this was, this was, this was part of, this was my end of the bargain. Uh, <laughs> So I'm going to share it with you guys so you can see uh, we're going to try and do something. We're going to try and draw some attention to it. Now, uh, the draft of this uh, letter is also quickly approaching for city elected officials who I know have no jurisdiction, so to speak, but they need to know where we stand and uh, they need to stand uh, beside us as well in that regard. And also for the governor himself, this Senate as well as our federal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks like we're losing some energy here on my side. No matters. Let's go ahead and uh, bring this to the screen forefront here regarding the Texas full forensic audit of Tarrant, Harris, Collin, and Dallas counties. Um, now, uh, yeah, again, state, Senate, and House representative as well as your federal Senate and House district representative and Senate representative. We've only got two this one goes to Joaquin Castro, because Joaquin Castro is my district federal representative. Yeah, wa little Joaquin, little I'm going to make up lies about the president and impeach him on it. Joaquin Castro, who should not be serving, who has disgraced himself before the state of Texas and the United States of America. Joaquin Castro, that same little booger who needs to not be in office, who gets away with making up lies about the president of the United States and impeaches them on them, delivers the package in front of a live audience for impeachment 2.0. Who does that and gets away with it? Joaquin Castro, I ask you, who, who's, who's, who are you serving drinks that you are getting away with this? Do you know what I mean, Joaquin Castro? Who are you uh, bowing to? Who are you bending over for that you can get on live TV, make up lies about the president, hold him to it in a fake impeachment scandal and still represent the people of San Antonio? Joaquin Castro, I would like to know. Here's my letter to Joaquin Castro about the forensic audit that's not taking place in my county, but it's taking place in my state and that he needs to know how I feel. It says, I'm writing today concerned about the integrity of our elections. I was recently informed that our state may begin a full forensic audit of four counties 2020 election results. Please know and take note that I support these efforts. If Governor Abbott or any body of uh, any one, any of our body of lawmakers attempt to get this effort completed, I expect your full support as well to honor your office and to stand for the people, your community, your state, and your country. 
If an audit is requested by the people, an elected official should always comply. The Texas full forensic audit of the 2020 general election that Governor Abbott and the current acting Secretary of State have thrown together within hours of President Donald Trump's call is not a full forensic audit. We demand that you support an election audit of the Texas 2020 general election and that additional amendments are added to the Secretary of State's full forensic audit of the 2020 general election plan. Please note, without the addition of these amendments, the audit as outlined by the current acting Secretary of State is incomplete and cannot accurately assess for illegal voting, election fraud, voter fraud, outside interference, ballot trafficking, or ballot harvesting. The following is the text from the Secretary of State's summary of the plan for Texas audit of the 2020 general election. And then I go and outline, this is just a copy and, uh, you know, a copy and, uh, you know, a paste of the, uh, the summary that our acting uh, Secretary of State, uh, Joe Esparza, if I'm not mistaken, has thrown together within hours of uh, President Trump's call for an audit, which is just lip service, if you ask me. We've already been through this. We don't got to go through this again. I'll skip through that real quick. Um, suggested amendments to the Secretary of State's full forensic audit plan. One, all elected officials, representatives should comply without objection. That is standard. Two, phase one requires a canvas to prove the results of the ESA and the ERIC report and the physical and electronic image system ballot count. Also, the partial manual count of electronic voting system ballots completed within 72 hours of the election will require a full count of not only the electronic voting system ballots, but also of the physical ballots regarding, uh, regardless of what the administrative audit report shows. And I say that because uh, this audit that they've supposedly already started and are completed with phase one, right? Uh, in the state of Texas, a full election, a full ballot, um, a full, sorry, a, a partial ballot um, review is required, as well as a, uh, a review of their um, electronics. But we'll talk about that in the next one now. They don't review all of the electronic ballot images. They don't look at any of the physical ballots. And the only way that they would look at the physical ballots in the state of Texas is if during their administrative audit, there are enough discrepancies to trigger a full ballot um, a review of the physical ballots. That's BS, okay? We're trying to do a full forensic audit. This little lip service platform that Greg Abbott and his acting Secretary of State are trying to pull together to fool us so he can stand side by side with his little rhino friends on the border is bull crap, okay? If we have Governor Kemp and Governor Ducci, who did nothing for election integrity, I don't want my, my governor associating with that trash. I don't want my governor associating with that filth of treasonous American... I just don't want... the No, Abbott? No. Bad Abbott. That is a bad governor. Okay. Finally, let's see here what we got. Um, a third-party audit of all voting machines and equipment not to include... Pro-VNV, SLI compliance, Hari Hursty, or any EAC certified vendor. 
must occur to determine the connectability of the machines, interactivity detection, to determine where information may be sent or received. Ladies and gentlemen, they've already done their machine audit, electronically speaking, and I don't think that a state-run agency should be conducting that portion of the audits. If we're not going to have a third-party vendor audit the entire entire uh, county's um, 2020 general election, then we need to have a third party at least do the electronic portion of the machines. And as I stated in this uh, amendment, we don't need ProVNV, we don't need SLI compliance, who are the two EAC certified vendors that audited in, uh, in fake, in fraud, Every single one of these election audits, minus SANS, the uh, Arizona Maricopa County audit and uh, portions of the Antrim County audit. We don't need pro v We don't need SLI compliance. We don't need Hari Hursty in the state of Texas running a fake forensic audit, just like he did in Wyndham, New Hampshire. We don't need anyone who comes out of EAC compliance or certification. No, EAC, sorry. Yeah, federal, keep your mittens out of our audit. Yeah, state agencies, you better get a third-party vendor, okay? That's what we're looking at. We also need to see uh, the completed reports of the 2020 general election security assessment that includes the election security assessment itself, as well as the electronic registration information centers assessment and their data. So we can see exactly how accurate that is, okay? Now, again, all of this needs to be completed alongside a canvas. We cannot prove any of this audit to be accurate without a canvas, and we cannot prove that the um, completed assessments were accurate, that they've already completed, the ones that are done. We need to check that, too. And we need to check their work there to ensure that if they want us to believe that this is complete and done, that it is complete and done, and uh, we're going to check their work as well. Okay. Uh, the letter concludes, as the elected representative, you should have no objection to my request. Please show your support for a full forensic audit of the Texas 2020 general election and do your part to search for and read beyond the headlines you see every day. The threat of election fraud and theft is very real, and we have experienced it ourselves in the United States of America. If any of the states can be hit with substantial fraud, we owe it to ourselves to ensure our election was secure, accurate, and trustworthy. In the case of the Arizona audit, Senator Sonny Borelli and Matt Salmon, former congressman and gubernatorial candidate of Georgia, raise a number of concerns citing cases of deleted files, destroyed evidence, and system connected to the internet when officials repeatedly said they would not be, have, ha have added to the distrust among voters that the election and subsequent audits itself in Arizona were legitimate. Matt Salmon continued to say in a recent interview that in addition, in addition to systems being in internet enabled, no multi-factor authentication or unique passwords were used which feels enabled potentially criminal activity. The recent Maricopa County, Arizona audit report notes a number of troubling findings, including, and then we list through some of these findings just to give them a little bit of evidence. And then we close it out by saying, please look into the election audits happening around the country. 
While you may not hear or see the truth about what is happening in these United States of America on your television news or your online news websites, it is happening. And we, the people, are holding elected officials who ignore, obstruct, or remain complicit in election fraud and theft, or those who deny their constituents their right to audit an election accountable. Thank you. Signed sincerely, Mr. C. So there you go. That is my letter to Joaquin Castro, the little, mm, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you. Anyways, so um, that I posted over at thecreport.com and uh, getting with uh, Skeeter Burke over in um, uh, pill.net and the Foxola app. Uh, so anyone from Texas who has any bit of concern about the forensic audit in this state, feel free to copy and paste, get with me, DM me, and uh, we can get that set up. We we'll want to do, we're kind of actually looking at doing a, uh, a fax type of uh, field day. Let's call it a fax field day. Uh, some of the friends gave us a number to uh, free uh, tax web, I mean, free faxing website. <laughs> so uh, we can at least hit up, I think, uh, some people on that list of uh, representatives in Texas and then uh, see what we can do about getting this out to the rest of our representatives. They got to know. Uh, they're not doing a full forensic audit here in Texas. So we need that done. So um, I think that would be uh, definitely fun, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think? Huh? Do y'all guys have any thoughts on that plan? <laughs> okay, let's move on to what we got next. Oh, it's Lone Star News. What you know? Okay, we already talked about that. We already went through. Oh, God, Camp, man. I tell you, every time I see that face, it just makes me laugh. Let's uh, talk a little bit more. We only got a couple more stories. We're already going to wrap it up here. I think we'll probably go about 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes past the hour. Thank you all for hanging out and coming in. Looks like we've got a number of people joining us over on all platforms. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Coupon Prepper. God bless Texas. Joaquin Castro is not a smiley face and truth. Thanks for joining us over there at uh, twitch.tv. Uh, coupon Prepper. But yeah, no, we need it. If you want to, if you want to get a copy of that yourself and mail it off to your representative, copy and paste. You have my permission. Thecreport.com. We have it posted over there, and then uh, we'll get it over into the Pilled and also the uh, Foxhole app communities for anyone that wants to use that as well. You're more than welcome to. Um, and yeah, send it off to your representative. We got to do it quick. You know, we only got like, what, five days left, four days left of the third session? It's not going to happen, guys. This is not going to go through the, the house. I know it's not. I hate to say it. I do not like to say it, but it's not going to happen. We got like four days left, three days left, guys. It's almost over the 19th. It's effectively over 20th if we have some grace, ladies and gentlemen, in the state of Texas. Okay, real quick. Let's talk about um, some of, oh, let's talk about the genuinely manufactured uh, inoculation requirements, right, that have been put out at a federal level. I'm speaking carefully because we're live also on YouTube today, so I don't want to say uh, Charlie Victor Jesinueva so blatantly, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. So uh, clearly we know that Abbott has put out this executive order, right, that saith, thou shalt not mandate an inoculation upon thy people, upon thy employees, right? That's what this executive order is supposed to verify. A lot of pushback. If you go and look at it, uh, if you go take a general view, say like do a, a duck, duck, go onto uh, Governor Abbott banning this uh, inoculation, right? 
Uh, you'll see a lot of pushback. We got Conoco. Conoco defies Governor Abbott's ban on inoculations. Conoco, guys, a business. Now, all he's doing here is making it so that businesses don't lose employees, that businesses don't have to fire people, that businesses can stay open. He's just making it to where you're protected businesses from federal overreach. And yet we have uh, we have businesses like Conoco, okay, right? International Business Machine Corporation, Okay, there's another one. We got American Airlines, Southwest Airlines. All of them can uh, can can skirt that federal requirement just by observing Governor Abbott's uh, executive order. Okay, it would totally prohibit the government, federally speaking, from overreaching and mandating that they follow these rules. But Conoco defies it. Southwest Airlines defies it. International Business Machines Corporation defies it. What is going on here? I don't understand it. Why would they do such a thing? Why would they jeopardize themselves in such a way? That's right. Two Texas-based airlines, Southwest and Southwest and American Airlines, guys, based out of Texas. They don't care. They're going to defy it. Texas Hospital CEO Texas Hospital CEO, the CEO for the Houston Methodist um, um, Hospital System. Don't forget, Houston Methodist was one of the first to act on these uh, inoculation mandates, and they were among the first to uh, put uh, essential workers and heroes' jobs on hold and fire them. Well, the CEO is deeply disappointed by uh, Abbott's bid to ban inoculation requirements. Uh, the White House itself, of course, is uh, pretty upset with it. We don't really need to pay attention to circle back Saki, though, but it's always worth the mention sometimes. United States Secretary of Education Miguel Cardonis says Texas Governor Greg Abbott is wrong to ban a COVID vaccine. Dang it. I said it. I slipped. Mandates. <laughs> Dang it. I slipped. Before you know it, this episode is going to go. Um, he says it's appalling that we're talking about debating whether or not to protect children. Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona says, it's appalling, Secretary of Education Cardona, that you think we should force an experimental inoculation on children. That's what's appalling. Now, um, along with this executive order, that is uh, GA40, that uh, Abbott passed here in Texas, um, Abbott is also, and, and this also includes a ban on, uh, in, on private businesses being required to um, have these inoculation requirements. Abbott's directing lawmakers to pass legislation in the third session to do the same thing. He's like, I'm going to do this executive order, and I expect the Senate and the House to uh, pass also, you know, um, uh, similar bills. Okay. Now, this went forward in the Senate. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, he's all over it. Dan Patrick is, and he's already uh, he's already uh, introduced legislation. He's already had that pass in the Senate, the Texas Senate. Now, Dade Phelan is another story. Dade Phelan, the Speaker of the House, Dade Phelan, who also was put on the spot by uh, President Trump, Dade Phelan, who does not want to pass election integrity measures in the state of Texas, Dade Phelan, the rhino, 
who wants to decriminalize, decriminalize illegal voting, Dade Phelan, the rhino, does not want, yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, for your vomiting pleasure, there is Dave Phelan with none other than uh, um, um, awkward little Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Dave Phelan, the rhino. Does anyone think that they should be voting for Matthew McConaughey for governor of the state of Texas when he's standing side by side with the rhino like Dave Phelan? Do you guys think that we should trust either of these two uh, Jack Jaws? I don't think so. All right, all right, all right. I am not for Matthew McConaughey in any, any, any manner of speaking, even as an actor. But um, yeah, Dade Phelan, he, he does not want to pass into the House legislation that would, uh, that would back the executive orders of Greg Abbott. What is going on with Dade Phelan? Why is his rhinoceros horn so protruding today on this Friday afternoon? I ask you guys, pretty sick, right? Phelan's not passing similar legislation into the house. He's not letting it get there, okay? Dade Phelan is a total rhino bought out shill. I mean, at least Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick and uh, Greg Abbott are trying to mask their rhinocery, but uh, Dade Phelan's not right now. I think he's, he's done with it. He's like, I'm already in the third session. He's like, I secretly helped the Democrats get away to Washington, DC. Just kidding, folks, that's not a fact. I'm just saying it because I am bitter. <laughs> I am bitter over what Phelan is doing, okay? Um, yeah, that's just the way it goes in Texas uh, politics, it seems. It's not, uh, it's not the greatest and most, uh, most um, constitutionally advantageous thing for any of us. But there you go, Phelan. He's not passing it forward. We got three or four days left. No election integrity. No forensic audit. No, uh, no, uh, no slapping the hand of the federal overreach when it comes to vaccine mandates. Dade Phelan and Matthew McConaughey, may you rest. May justice be served, ladies and gentlemen. I'll say it once. I'll say it again. Uh, finally, we have um, a last story for today before we move on into uh, bigger and better things this evening. Uh, let's not forget we had the, yeah, why do we have Mitch McConnell on the screen here, right? You're probably wondering, this is about Texas, not about cocaine Mitch and uh, Kentucky and stuff like that. Well, uh, let's not forget we did have the debt ceiling. It was, in, it was approved to have an increase, right? $480 billion being increased to our debt ceiling. Why do we have Mitch McConnell on the screen? You're probably still wondering, of course, because... We had, what, 11 senators that basically stabbed America in the back that uh, went alongside their communist sympathizer um, um, buddies over there in Washington, D.C. That's right. The Democrats uh, teaming up with uh, 10, 11 GOP Republican rhino senators. Let's not forget, aside from cocaine Mitch, that's right. Let's call him like we see him. Little rat tooth rhino himself, Senator John Cornyn. Yeah, John Cornyn, ladies and gentlemen, the man who helped uh, who helped uh, pass uh, Juneteenth as a federal holiday. The man who wants to forget all about the Fourth of July. The man who wants critical race theory to thrive in every uh, in every uh, state in this nation. The man who thinks that we should honor 
Project 1916, or the 1619 Project. Yeah, that one too. John Cornyn. John Cornyn, the rhino himself, Senator. He who sits side by side with uh, Ted Cruz, but uh, Ted Cruz is uh, fighting for Texas more than John Cornyn ever did. And John Cornyn's been there longer than Cruz, I might add. John Cornyn, who the letter about the forensic audit that I shared with you guys can absolutely go to. You can send it to him. He's one of our uh, what, federal senator representatives. Yeah, and it's funny how it works, right? Okay. John Cornyn. Yes, we're wrapping it up, guys. I know it's three o'clock. We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. John Cornyn, who also takes uh, campaign finance contributions from Blackstone Group, who also... Um, you know, gives a lot of money over to uh, Democrats and also gave a lot of money over to uh, uh, Barack Obama. John Cornyn, who takes uh, campaign donations from left-leaning progressive businesses and firms, that John Cornyn, just so we're clear, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that John Cornyn was among the 10 GOP Republicans who sided with the senators to raise the debt ceiling in the United States of America. Let helicopter money fly john cornyn what they did was um they effectively ended the filibuster on this issue okay that would have allowed uh, some leverage some fight from raising the debt ceiling from uh trying to which inevitably is going to assist of course these progressive communist democrats with their you know green new deals and their fake infrastructure packages that has absolutely nothing to do with infrastructure the $4,800 billion increase is expected to stretch the funding the government needs through their sometime in December. It's only going to go through December, guys, and they're going to have to raise it again. We know Cornyn will be there to assist with that. Cornyn and uh, members of the Senate GOP leadership voted to end the filibuster that uh, they were unified in voting against the measure itself. Cornyn says, our Democrat colleagues want to continue spending more money, which they know that somebody is going to have to pay back at some time. Still, let's go ahead and raise the debt ceiling. His uh, statement concluded without any plan or acknowledgement of their responsibility for increasing the debt. And yet he uh, chooses to end the filibuster. Why? What's up with these, uh, these two-faced statements, rat tooth rhino, Senator Cornyn? As part of the accountability that should go along with borrowing these huge sums of money and raising the debt limit, there needs to be a number stated. Our Democrat colleagues need to understand that they are ultimately going to have to bear responsibility for all this additional debt and spending. So raise the debt limit now, says Cornyn. It makes no sense, Cornyn. I don't know what you're trying to do here, buddy. But it's making clear straight up no sense. Just a quick spotlight on uh, Rat Tooth Rhino Cornyn. Oh, yeah, this is uh, from his campaign finance, Open Secrets. Blackstone Group, same group that's given uh, money to uh, Obama back in the day and also other Democrats. He's taken money from Pfizer. Oh, wait, should I, should I uh, blow this? You guys want to see this or what? Will he get some of his money from this John Cornyn? He takes the money from Pfizer. Look at that. $45,000 he took from Pfizer. John Cornyn. Uh-huh. Berkshire Hathaway. Blackstone. Look at United Airline Holdings. Uh, is that the same United Air that's not wanting to uh, go along with uh, Abbott's giveaway? 
He's giving away the right to say no to that uh, to uh, genuinely manufactured inoculation mandates, guys. And he's saying no. Yeah. Visa, taking money from Visa. There's more here, obviously, guys. JP Morgan Chase, come on. Uh, come on. Come on. Rat Tooth Rhino, otherwise known as John Cornyn. Yeah, I know, guys. I know. It's okay. It's okay. We're done, ladies and gentlemen. We're done. Thank you all for tuning in to this uh, Friday afternoon edition of Lone Star News. We may be back tomorrow. That's right, with more news of the state of Texas. Just wanted to uh, give you guys something this afternoon to mull over, particularly if you're in the state of Texas again, guys. Head on over to thecreport.com if you are at all interested in uh, that letter we have regarding the Texas forensic audit, thecreport.com. That's right. It's not a forensic audit. That letter I drafted, I'm going to share over at Pilled and also at the Foxhole app if you guys want to. Uh, you can take it. You can modify it any way you see fit. If it sounds too much like Mr. C, well, change it up. But there it is, guys. And understand the audit they're trying to pull here in the state of Texas is not full and it's not forensic. It's not thorough and it needs to be. Head over to the C report for that draft. I'll uh, pop it in somewhere in uh, Foxhole and Pilled at some point. Don't forget to check us out, out our, our podcast. Don't forget to check us out up at our podcast, anchor.fm slash the C report. Lone Star News appears there as well. We are live over at uh, YouTube, um, at Twitch, and at Pilled and at Foxhole tonight. So that today, so that should be uh, pretty good there. We will be live again at 7.30 p.m. Central Time for the Sea Report. We'll be live at Clout Hub, Twitch, Foxhole, and Pilled this after, this evening. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you for hanging out over there at uh, Coupon Prepper. Let's go, Brandon, says Coupon Pep Prepper. I'm sure we can all appreciate that. Thank you for your reporting. You are much welcomed. Follow, subscribe over at Twitch, head over to, uh, you know, Pilled or Foxhole, make yourself a free account. We do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of uh, chit chat over at a fix, uh, the Foxhole and at Pilled. In fact, let me go ahead and head over there now. I'm going to release the scratch in, catch up with uh, the chat before we head out. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. Uh, today, this afternoon, it was fun. Don't forget, we will be back at 7.30 p.m. Central Time for the C-Report. Speak uneasy, SME17, Just V, good evening, Just V, Veronique, or good afternoon, I should say, also hanging out. Who else was in the house today? I know we had some gold pill donations. Thank you all for uh, for supporting the show in that manner. Let's see here, Victoria in the house. Uh, let's see, just fed up. Victoria, gift in the phone. Thank you so much for the phone, Victoria. Um, and also, uh, what else do we got here? Yavapai Michael. Good to see you, Yavapai Michael. Thank you for donating the 300 gold pills. Go, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I was watching a show with Joe Rogan in it. It wasn't his show last night. Uh, it was quite funny. He was very drunk. Uh, anyways, uh, let's see here. The Speak Uneasy, thank you for the cookie. Regards from the bartender. Much regards to Speak Uneasy. Thank you as well. Let's go, Brandon. I see it. I hear it. I feel it. Connie Ketchup also in the house. Good afternoon. The hospitals are being taken over by FEMA. They are busting nurses and doctors in North Texas. McKinney. Ooh, Lordy. I'm going to have to jump on that one, Connie Ketchup. 
that kind of goes uh, along with my hypothesis about uh, what's going on with uh, the nat nat National Guard in that regard. Uh, thanks for being part of the audience today, Honey Ketchup. Good to see you. And I think we're about square in that regard. A lot of a comment. Sorry, guys. The Ruby Key. Yes, Abbott is full of that indeed. 17 angels with 17 blessings. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good to have you. Judy the Pug. Judy the Lady Pug. Good to see you again, Judy. Plant Patriot. Good to see you as well. 123SKG. How you doing, ma'am? Good to see you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're square in that regard. Thanks again for tuning in. We were only doing an hour today talking about Ziana. Zena, good to see you as well. Talking about Texas news this afternoon. We'll be back with the Sea Report as always, 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Y'all have a great afternoon. Until then, go have yourselves a good dinner. We'll see you again at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Till then, take care. Be safe at States of America. <laughs>